Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. What? This is a show about Chicago Bears and the Falcons. My name. What? <laughs> hey, Nabil, know your role and shut your mouth, Jabroni. All right. Welcome to Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. I completely got off of my guard by that. <laughs> what? What? That was great, actually. I wasn't expecting that. And I also wasn't expecting this beer that we're drinking today. Which is an IPA that looks like a lager, at least the way I'm pouring it out in my glass right now. It definitely looks very lager-ish. Um, but, Nabil, what is this? We're drinking... What? Broken Skull IPA from El Secundo Brewing Company. Um, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer. Best damn IPA in America is what he likes to say. Um, what? Hell yeah. Now, for those of you who are listening... Uh, and know us or know me, Stone Cold Steve Austin is my favorite wrestler of all time. Like, hands down, my favorite wrestler of all time. I'm super excited to finally be trying his beer. I know Nabil's been trying to get us this beer for a long time, too. It's been a joint team effort. Um, shout out to another Asif for helping us get this Shout beer. out to my cousin, so I feel like my family has brought this beer. There you go. <laughs> what? Uh, no, this is, uh, yeah, El Segundo Brewing Company. Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, 6.7% alcohol by volume. We each have our own can today, which is awesome. Uh, Nabil, why don't you take the first sip? I like it. I haven't had it yet, but I like the way it looks. I like the can. It tastes familiar, but I don't know what it tastes similar to. What? No, I'm just kidding. You said what? Every time you say what, we got to repeat the what. But it's nice. I'm I'm enjoying this. This isn't like... um, the IPAs I've been drinking, you know, more recently, like the, you know, hazy IPAs or like, you know, the crazy infused or high ABV. This is, this is like this, a straight up IPA. This just seems like a light IPA to me right now. If that, even though that, that makes not much sense. No, yeah, but, but even, the, even if you look at the can. It's just um, comparing the IPA wise, it seems like a lighter IPA that I'm used to. I mean, even if you look at the beer and the clear cups that we got, and we'll post pictures at Bears, Birds and Brews on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. It looks like a lager pilsner. I mean, it's like golden. Yeah, very it's, golden. Yeah, you know, IPAs you think a little bit thicker. But I'm not going to lie. This looks like the beer that, you know, when Stone Cold used to go crazy on Monday Night Raw, that would be foaming in through the air. It looks kind of like that when I cracked it open. So Or or spraying the beer truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the classic beer it, truck. It, so it does look like that. So I think there may have been like a – like the visual of the beer was in mind when it was being brewed as well to kind of go with his signature – beer style that he was drinking now of course you know i'm pretty sure when he was drinking he was drinking miller high lives or drinking something yeah, it extremely like budweiser or Cord- like it, definitely it, one it, of the it macro was, it was always a very light beer though i feel like he was drinking just because he would be mm-hmm. you know he the amount of beer he would actually waste yeah. he would drink maybe one tenth of that beer because half of it would be over his face over his shirt all over the ring all over the person he just stunned so yeah and absolutely i mean and when you're you know like those wrestlers and athletes they i mean they drink beer but they drink light beer because they can drink a lot and you know they want to keep it light so that totally makes sense sticking on to the wrestling theme in beer did you know it took under the giant a barrel of beer to get drunk i i've heard that he could drink like crazy Uh, that's a fun fact i got from a great movie called i love you man check it out Hey, I love you too, man. Oh, Thank you. I'm talking about the movie. Um, by the way, yeah. So, welcome to Bears, Birds, and Brews. This is a show about the Chicago Bears and Atlanta Falcons what? and craft beer. My name is Oscar Kai. My co-host is Nabil Lalani. On today's episode, we're drinking... You know what we're drinking. 
Um, we missed a 316 mark, so I had to... Ah, uh, damn. Yeah. I was about to add the flag. It's all good, though. But, um, yeah, so, we got a lot to talk about. Let's today. talk about... You know, let's just start off with recent news. It started by yesterday. That was the best football game. Wait, wait, wait. I got to use the bathroom to go. Oh, shit. Let me, let me go I ain't got an IV. I ain't got an IV. Let me go take a waddle <laughs> over here into the locker room. Um, that was the best football game I saw this year. Uh, it, ironically enough... You on our agenda called it the poop game. It is a poop game, even though it's like the best game. It was it's not a shit, the shitty game. Poop game, shit game, shitty. Uh, it, it's going to be a shit theme going throughout today's what? episode. There will be a shit theme. Oh, okay. and you'll well, see as long it. as there will not be you'll shit. <laughs> there will be a shit theme. Okay, but um, we might get shit face off these beers. We each have our own. What? There you go. But yeah, so you know, unfortunately, yesterday's game was the best game of the season. Uh, probably will be the best game of the season. I mean, we've only got, yeah. like, you know, about 12, 20 games left or whatever. Yeah, we have, uh, what, this is, what, week 15 we're entering right now. Yeah, we three got games left three per games team. Three games left, two left fantasy-wise. I and mean, we got about uh, almost 100 games left. But yeah. yesterday's I mean, game was pretty good and would definitely be one of the best games of the 2020 NFL season, if not the best game of the NFL season. I don't think we have 100 games left. Or, sorry, it would be, like, about half of that, so, like, 40 <laughs> or 50. But anyway, so my math is kind of off. Although three times 16 32. T- 16 times three. It's 32 teams, but it takes two teams to play one game. There you go. Well, <laughs> what? What? Uh, anyway, no, the poop game was pretty good. I actually didn't watch it because I, I muffed on my fantasy, dude. I picked up Baker Mayfield and Gus Edwards off waivers in our fantasy league over the weekend and I didn't start either of them and I fucking lost and I picked them up to start them and I didn't start either of them um, man told me everything I needed to know about fantasy though which is Uh, I kind of know what I'm doing I'm still alive and I know no one cares about my fantasy but I'm still alive going into yesterday's game I was down 133 to 103 and I won on the back of cream hunt with 29 points oh yeah it's crazy well that so how did you feel when that last touchdown came in inside two minutes for the? For I believe the, you saw the group text message. Was, I did. Not everybody uh, else did. Huh? That's all I kept saying. Yeah. And then someone asked for a recount. So it's classic. <laughs> it's very classic. Um. So then, in terms of yeah, technically I have not conceded my fantasy loss yet, so I haven't lost. You haven't lost. Um. Still alive. Who do you play next week? You don't have to give a I name. Pay if our you former, want to give players. our former producer. Oh, really? It's me versus Nother. That's some nonsense. So it's bro. Uh, it's the Bears, Birds, and Brews quarterfinal, semifinal, semifinal. Okay. Okay. Semifinal. So listen, Bears, Birds, and Brews has been dominating this league. We have dominating this league. Just, and and just because I gotta say it, because I can still say it for like another two weeks. I am the reigning defending champion. I will not be the champion after this year. I, I am a former two-time champion. You are a former current a, slash former two-time champion. Yeah. Now there is a one-time champion. And, you know, two of us are still alive. Hey, man, we... Still alive. I'm not going to lie to you, but we do kick some fucking ass in that yeah, fantasy we do. league. Yeah, we do. Um, okay, so now there has Dalvin Cook. We know that. You got Kareem Hunt. Who's your X Factor? Oh, it's gonna, my X Factor is going to be a guy who didn't show up last week. A guy who actually held me back last week. And I think he's going to rip up this week. And that man is the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes only put up 20 points for me. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's a very not Patrick Mahomes. There we go. I also got David Montgomery, who's been killing it for the past three weeks. Yeah. DeAndre Swift has been doing very well. And I also think if Drew Brees does come back, Michael Thomas is going to show up for me. Yeah. And because I'm out of fantasy, for those of you who are listening who kind of need some help, 
Good luck getting Gus Edwards or Pollard from Dallas off waivers, but if you can get them, I would if, go ahead and get if them. If you need a running back, Jeff Wilson, San Francisco, Raheem Mostert might not play. Jeff Wilson will be your guy. And I don't want to get fantasy advice because I know people listen who are in my fantasy leagues because I'm still alive in three fantasies, actually. There you go. Three semifinals I'm alive in. What's your fantasy in the bill? My fantasy is three semifinals. What? I'm just kidding. All right. Um, but Baker Mayfield does play the Jets. So for those of you who are listening and can still get Baker, Baker Mayfield or you're Jets. thinking about it, Baker Mayfield does play the Jets championship weekend in fantasy. So yeah. that's oh, a keeper hey, right there. Mahomes plays Atlanta championship weekend. Yeah. Not to say I'm looking ahead. I, don't, I, I never look ahead. But I did kind of peek ahead. We certainly have more Falcon stuff to talk about before that. Any other – Fantasy notes from you, Nabil, as far as uh, this season or this weekend, what's going on? You know what? I'm just going to do a round of applause to everybody because this has been a great year fantasy-wise because we thought there wouldn't be fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we had like there's been some weird, day, weird stuff, but we never had to cancel a game fantasy-wise. And for that, we're good. I mean, yeah. we had to reschedule one, but it still all worked out. Your bye weeks got adjusted. So, a round of applause to everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I'm so happy we have fantasy football this year. And even though I lost again, I kind of know what I did wrong now. And, and that was also without uh, Christian McCaffrey. Hey, I, I didn't have Kenny Galladay. Injuries happened. Then. Yeah, I'm not, I, oh, I'm I, not making excuses. I missed Michael Thomas for half the year. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, like, I'm like proud a, of the it, way that. It sounded like an excuse to me. Oh, I'm not making excuses. I was just saying, reminiscing on the fact that I didn't have Christian McCaffrey this season. And I'm still, I still managed to make the playoffs at the eighth yeah. seed. So I'm very proud of that. Um, and I would have won yesterday, but it's all good. Good luck to y'all if y'all are fantasying. Yep. Good luck to everybody still. in their fantasy, except for now there. I'm sorry, I need to win. The last, the last note I got to make about fantasy in my other league, my Mizzou league. I'm not going to finish in last place. We have a toilet bowl. Uh, ironically enough, I have Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team in for that the league, toilet bowl, but in the toilet bowl bracket. But I will not be in the toilet bowl, even though Lamar Jackson kind of was in the toilet bowl yesterday. But I'm happy I didn't lose that league because last year I lost that league. I had to do stand up in a dress. We okay. all saw that. This year. I do not have to go out to dinner with a blow-up doll and order dinner for two because I will not be losing that league and come in last place. So, who, who would be wearing the dress in that situation if it was you? Well, if it was me, then I guess we'd have to see what's going on. But okay. fortunately, it's not going to be okay. me. Okay. So, you know, shout-out to me. That's what I'm happy about, really. Yeah, there you go. I mean, hey, not losing is actually winning. Unless you are the Falcons. But we'll talk about the Bears Let, first. Let's get to the Bears. Let's get to the Bears. All right. Bears versus Texans. So I, you know, I was wrong about this game. And, um, yeah, the Bears won. The Bears kicked the Texans' ass. And I didn't realize how bad the Houston Texans were. Houston is so bad that they have all, they have basically broken Deshaun Watson for the season. Mm. Uh, Mitch Trubisky looked like the better quarterback last week. Yeah. And he, he, played, he played well. He played good. But he's obviously not the better quarterback. But before we get too far into this, I want to start this by saying any Bears fan that listens to this podcast, um, we do not want to keep Mitch Trubisky for another year. I mean, you guys may be thinking, oh, you know, Mitch is going to go on a heater and then, you know, let's sign him back to a team-friendly contract for one year and build around him and get the line fixed. No. Mitch Trubisky's era as a Chicago Bear is over. He could maybe go to a different team and he could turn into a good quarterback. That's fine. His time as a Bear is over. It, it's unfortunate we didn't pick the right quarterback. 
but it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, anyone who's, like, saying, hey, sign him to a team-friendly contract. Let's bring him back for another year. Let's bring everyone back. No, because when we eventually lose either this week to Minnesota or in two weeks to Green Bay, we're going to literally flip-flop again to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of bright notes. Uh, David Montgomery looks really good. Our interior offensive line is actually, you know, they were going up against a crappy defense, but they played well. Montgomery's played good for the last three weeks. It looks like a piece we're going to have going forward. Yeah. Defensively, Roquan Smith's killing it. Um, Jalen Smith looks like he's going to be somebody in, in the league. Um, you know, Fuller, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, those are players we have. Let's see what happens with that. Robert Quinn, I don't know what we have. I think we need to shut him down for the rest of the year. He hasn't been healthy since the start of the year. He missed week one. Um, you know, looking forward to this upcoming week, Bears, Minnesota. This is literally a elimination game that we're, we're playing right now. I mean, if Bears win, they're still in the playoff hunt. If they lose, their playoff chances go very, very low. Yeah. If, I don't know if they'll be eliminated, but they'll go very low. And, um, you know, Minnesota has recently been looking like the better team. They beat us last time. This game is at Minnesota. Um, you know, we, we got to see what happens. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been killing it, but we've usually been able to slow Dalvin Cook down. So I'm not concerned about Dalvin Cook as much as I am about Justin Jefferson, who Dude, is phenomenal. Is, is Justin Jefferson going to be the offensive rookie of the year? Ooh. Because he's already tied, like, Randy Moss's rookie record in Minnesota. Isn't Justin Herbert going to get it? Well, yeah, so it would be one of them two. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Nabil, uh, I did predict Justin Herbert would be rookie of the year instead of Joe Burrow. I don't recall, but he may have. I, I do believe that I said that. Although Justin Jefferson, damn, dude, yeah. that kid is yeah. really good. Yeah. You guys will probably have your hands full with him. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he's he's very good. Um and, yeah, Kirk Cousins gets him the ball two or three times a game very deep. I mean, he gets more catches, but there's two or three deep passes to him every game for sure. Um, and it, what's crazy about Jefferson is I feel like as good as Adam Thielen is, like Jefferson is just that damn Jefferson good. Jefferson is already the number one wide receiver on that team. Yeah, hands I mean, down. like even though Adam Thielen is good and has terrorized defenses in the past, Justin Jefferson is, like, without question, mm-hmm. the better receiver and, like, just on his own merit doing yeah. it. Right, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Crazy good. So, you know, in this game, I'm just kind of looking forward to see what happens. I'm not going in with any expectations. Like, look, I'm not here for the Bears to win. I'm not here for the Bears to lose. I'm just here to be entertained for, you know, four quarters. Just entertain me. That's all I want for the rest of the season. Got three Bears games left. I want three entertaining games. Uh, Packers game would like a win outside of that. I just want entertainment. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, you have anything else on the Bears? Any, you know... I was surprised. I think I think I feel like most people were probably extremely surprised at how the team played over the weekend. I think um I think some time off for Mitch Trubisky was a good thing even if it was to just like obviously he was hurt, but to talk to Nick Foles about the thing, you know, what's going on out there to have more film study. Uh sometimes you got to take yourself out of a situation to look at it and approach it better. And I definitely feel like that's worked for Mitch Trubisky. But that defense is damn good. And what's crazy is the Bears now look to me like where the Falcons were in and, terms of... And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm most afraid of. I do not want the Bears. And, you know, I know you coined the phrase Atlanta got Atlanta. Well, I'm going to coin the phrase, I don't want the Bears to pull the Falcons. 
and say, look, we have won four out of the last five games to end the season after, you know, I'm sorry, three out of the last whatever games to end the season. Let's bring everybody back for one more rendezvous because we showed some promise. Right. When in reality, you're playing. That never works. You're playing a horrible team in Houston. Mm-hmm. You're playing a not so good team in Minnesota. You're playing the second worst team in football in Jacksonville, and those are the three wins you're probably going to get, and then lose to Green Bay. But then you're going to be like, look, we won three of our last four games. Mitch has been playing well, even though he's going against shitty defenses, and that's going to be enough for them to be like, you know what? Let's do. Let's bring it back one more time. And or you might even get a win on the Packers if they decide to sit Aaron Rodgers for the and, playoffs. And that may also happen because the Packers may have everything tied up at the end of the, by weeks by week seventeen. Number one seed may already be tied up, so you may end it on a four game winning streak, which will get you to nine wins. But that's, that's I mean, if not, you're not in the playoffs, it's not even worth it. You may make the playoffs, and that's the problem. Right. And that's and that's the problem. Because the Bears can make the playoffs. They're still alive. And if they make the playoffs, everyone's going to come back. And that's... You know what? Maybe it could work out, but I'm less confident about that working out than starting all over. Because the team isn't even built right. The team yeah. is not built correctly. Um, speaking of teams not built correctly, <laughs> um, Atlanta against L.A. Um, not San what? Diego, L.A. Um, there you go. Yeah, you it, got it right. It came down to the fourth quarter as we thought it would. So, ironically enough, you know, last year on the show, we tried to match up the beers with the opponents in whichever one or both ways that we could. El Segundo Brewing Company is actually out there in California. So, there we go. This actually lines up but perfectly. But this specific beer was brewed in Atlanta. Well, this was actually brewed at the uh, Virginia location, New Rome. Oh, okay. My, my apologies. But yeah, this beer was brewed and canned for El Segundo by New Realm. Um, in Virginia. Anyway, so shout out to them. Swig of beer for the working man. No swig of beer for Matt Ryan. Two interceptions in the final minute of the game. I don't know. Nabil, you lead me through this. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so, uh, after the Bears game was over, I switched over from the Bears to the Falcons game. It, 425. It, I, don't know, I don't know. Yeah, 425 game start. Oh, never mind. So, I was actually I was watching another game as well. So, it was a 425 game start, but um, I tuned in at near the end of the Falcons game, and I just saw this happen. I saw Justin Herbert throw a horrible interception. He throws an interception. Atlanta gets the ball. I think it's a tie game at this point. Yes. And Atlanta gets the ball, and they're close – no, they're like at the 50, man. Atlanta got the ball on the plus side of the field, even yeah. if it was like 48-yard yeah. line, whatever. Atlanta got it on the right side, on, on the side they needed to be, yeah. and they're, they're, they can start driving down to, to win the game, essentially. Matty Ice time. Yeah. Matty Ice time. Matty Ice time. And then the next thing I saw was, I think maybe two plays later, Matt Ryan throws an even worse interception than Justin Herbert did. <laughs> like, I don't think, I, didn't, I don't remember seeing a Falcon in that area. So... So, just, I mean, not to give Justin Herbert that much downfall, but he did throw it into a crowd. The interception that he threw, I, it was kind of like a bobble, bounce around yeah. ball. So, I mean, yes, it's on him because he threw the interception, but it is kind of right place, right time for the defense. Ray yeah. Ray Wilson, uh, the DB who got it for the Falcon center, second interception of the season. Great timing. Yeah. Excellent timing because now you give the ball back to your team on the plus side of the field with less than a minute left with a chance to kick a field goal and get on the flight back to Atlanta for the win. And then and then it happened. Then then Matty Ice 
Uh, listen, Matt Ryan sometimes throws Jay Cutler interceptions these days. I don't know what happened to him in the middle. So, yeah, okay. But that was a very Jay Cutler-esque interception he threw. So let's see. I mean, it, we'll start backwards. I mean, the, the interception before that one, because the Chargers got the ball, right? So you tuned in, the Chargers got the ball. The Chargers got the ball because Matt Ryan threw an interception on the play literally right before that. He threw a play. So it went INT, INT, a play, INT, wow. game-winning field goal. Wow. That's how the game – Matt Ryan threw two interceptions on the Falcon side of the field with less than a minute left in the game. So mm. the first one was on a flat curl route to Hayden Hurst. He eyeballed his tight end down the whole way. The pass got picked off. Was that by Durbin James? Uh, I think that was a that was the second one okay. that put the the Chargers in position to win. But the first one was the linebacker. It wasn't the rookie linebacker they just drafted, but it was the other guy, and he's staring Hayden Hurst down. The just cut the line, telegraph the pass. You can't make a rookie mistake. That's Justin Herbert's job. You are Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. So what does your defense do? They go out there, get you the ball back, and then what do you do? You throw an interception to Calvin Ridley, who you who was intercepted on the pass earlier in the day because you threw it to him in double coverage deep in the end zone. Um, this time on an out route, but you telegraphed the pass. And not only did you do that, you made the worst possible mistake because you threw an interception on the sideline. Therefore, giving the Chargers a great opportunity to return the ball and kick a field goal for the win, which is exactly what they did. I mean, and I don't know if you've been doing fantasy like – if you've had to uh, rely on the Chargers kicker for fantasy in the build, but their kicker has been awful <laughs> this year. He has been really bad. I bet they wish they got Young Ho back. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, although the the crazy thing about the Falcons, the final score of the game was 20-17. to 17. Neither team scored in the second half until that game-winning field goal happened. Wow. The Falcons' offense did not score a single point in the second half. And mind you, the Falcons only scored 17 points in the game. One of those touchdowns, was thrown by Russell Gage, not even Matt Ryan. So is it is Matt Ryan washed up? I don't know. Is it time to move on from Matty Ice? I don't know. So uh, you tell uh, us uh, Bears Birds at Bears Birds and Bruce. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. So um, there was a, a tweet that came out that I shared on our Instagram and on Twitter um, via Sports Track. Sports Track, um, they were they have all the calculations of everyone's NFL contract for every team. So if you like getting into salary cap stuff, you know, of course, check out the episode with Brad from PFF. But also, Sports Track is a, pl- a great place to reference. Mm-hmm. And they, um, one of the Sports Track people, put out this tweet: If Matt Ryan is designated a post June first release next March, uh, Falcons' dead cap hits for twenty twenty one would be twenty three million, and twenty twenty two would be twenty six million. Now. What that means is if the Falcons were to trade Matt Ryan next year, he can't be elected a post-June cut because you've traded him. His salary cap, his dead cap that would come due right away would then be 40, 50 million. 50 million. Uh, that's more than Patrick Mahomes is making this year. I Fifty believe. million will be what is the? That's not what it's due to him. Oh, but that, just the that, hit on that, the franchise. That's that's what's that's what the salary cap hit is. Right now, um, if that's what you do, if you trade him, mm-hmm. but if you if you do make him a post June cut, meaning just release him, you have a twenty three and a half million. Um, I'm sorry, you have a twenty three and a half million uh, salary cap hit for twenty twenty one. 
26 and a half salary cap hit for 2022. Now I know what you're saying. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of salary. Yeah, cap. for me that's too much money to even but, consider. But if you are if you are moving on from Matt Ryan, that means you're you're in a rebuild anyway. You can actually afford for your salary cap to be in hell regardless. That's a, that's a fair point, and you know what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which is that next year's salary cap numbers are going to be drastically lower and different than what we've seen in the past few years because the trend is going to be reversed. However. To me, it's still too much money. And, yes, the Falcons are going to get a new GM and a new head coach in the offseason. And that's got to be like the first order of business because you can't really build out a team or make any decisions about the future of the franchise without either of those things. However, Arthur Blank, as we know, is in win-now mode. He's developed an appetite for winning. Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in franchise history, even if he hasn't played like it in the la- at least the last week. Uh, he's still the best quarterback in franchise history. I'm in the camp that he does give you the best chance to win every week. Even though I'm critical of him, I will be the first person to tell you the only reason the Falcons are even relevant and have a chance to win in the NFC South or anywhere in the NFL is because of Matt Ryan. Julio Jones and Matt Ryan especially, but Matt Ryan by himself. You move on from him, you are not going to be winning. I don't think that that's what Arthur Blank wants. And... On top of that, if you're a GM, if this is your golden opportunity, if this is your big ticket, the best job you've ever had in the NFL, do you really want to be responsible for rebuilding a franchise? Or do you want to take a franchise that has some elite talent and put them over the top, which has kind of been the the issue mm-hmm. for the last five to ten years anyway? So, I mean, the new GM would definitely have a hard time on his hands. Me, personally, those numbers are way too high for me to even consider anything about Matt Ryan this coming offseason? So I can look into what Julio's would be, but I feel like it's going to be a rock and a hard place because with the salary cap going down most likely, I don't see – I don't know how you're going to fit both Julio and Matt Ryan in because right now the Falcons are already over the salary cap for next year. Right Now you can always massage it, but if if you massage the salary cap at this point, what you're essentially going to do – is take you know Matt Ryan's you know um, you extend it over the life of the franchise over 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 the life of Matt Ryan's contract which right now in 2022 you can walk away from Matt Ryan with a minimal cost but if you massage his numbers at all it's going to be 2023 or 2024 so switching gears slightly but staying on topic you know it seems like you're saying that there is a case to walk away from Matt Ryan. Whereas I would think that there is the opportunity to say, hey, you get this guy the right head coach. You, he's made People have made all the excuses in the world as to why this team has not won a Super Bowl and why they lost the Super Bowl in 2016. But the one guy who's still there is Matt Ryan. So can you win with him or can so you not? So what I would say is the most difficult thing to decide is when you have a franchise quarterback – or a quarterback that you truly believe that you could win with, if it's time to rebuild or not. Because if you don't have a quarterback that you could win with, and you have a defense, for example, like the Bears do, right. it's very easy to decide. You don't have a quarterback, rebuilding is not that difficult. Which is probably what's going to happen for the Bears this offseason, yeah. if they somehow get yeah. Dak Prescott. Yeah, but if you have the quarterback, because the quarterback is 70% of the equation. 80 
Seventy. Okay, seventy. You could you could even say eighty. Yeah, I, I, I love the eighty twenty rule. Uh, so I, I, I was like, I was being very conservative, but you could even say eighty. Or you could say twenty, and the other team is eighty. But you have yeah. he plays a significant role but in the team success. If you have if you have every if you have everything else but a quarterback, you still don't have enough. No, agreed. And if you have just a quarterback, you have barely yeah. enough. But, but, but prime example is the Jaguars of a few of what. Five years ago. Like Bortles? So they, they had Allen Robinson, a number one wide receiver. They had Allen Hearns, who at that point was a legit number two wide receiver. Yeah. They had a top five defense. And they had, an, had a good running they game, too. They pretty much had the Patriots pinned down. In they the had AFC everything but the divisional. quarterback. Right. And, so, and that's kind of where the Bears are. You know, they have everything but the quarterback. So, but the Falcons, what they have, they have a quarterback. They have weapons for the quarterback. But they don't have the right offensive line. And the defense isn't there. And fixing that is a little more backwards than when you're just trying to get a quarterback. Oh, I, because, I don't disagree. You know, and I, you know what? I'm not, saying the, I'm not saying it's easy as rolling a dice to get a quarterback. But sometimes it is. Yeah. Sometimes you can just draft a quarterback in the first round. And you know what? You get Justin Herbert that lands in your hand. Now, no, don't get me wrong. Justin Herbert was a top 10 pick. Yeah. But he was a third quarterback taken. And any team could have traded up for Justin Herbert last year. It wouldn't have been that difficult because, you know, he wasn't even a top five pick. I think he went in like seventh or eighth. Yeah, I don't know exactly. But, I mean, people knew that he was going to be a top he, pick and that he's good enough he, to that be That he had the potential, talent. but right. they were like, oh, Joe Burrow and Tua are by and far the number one and two quarterback. Yeah, which, I mean, and it, well, Joe Burrow and then I think Tua did a lot to impress people. He's doing good well, right well, now, but... If Tua didn't get hurt last year, it would have been... Oh, Tua yeah. and Burrow won one, but it was just too difficult with uh, Tua's injuries. Yeah, which is so totally fine. So now coming back to Matt Ryan, the Falcons have a quarterback who has proven that he can be successful, who's proven that he's good enough. At what point as a Falcons fan you stop making excuses for him and you say there's no offensive line because there's, technically there are three first-rounders on the offensive line even though one of them was not playing in Sunday's game. However, despite one of them not playing in Sunday's game, they were in the game with a guy named Joey Bosa on the other side. Like, they found a way to compete and stay in the game and potentially win the game, except that same quarterback threw two interceptions in the final minute without being pressured by anybody because the offensive line wasn't there. What point do you say, hey, it's the play calling and it's the offensive coordinator? Well, did Matt Ryan advocate for Derek Carter to come back? And... Just lastly, keep in mind that with Steve Sarkeesian, Matt Ryan put up numbers similar to what he had with Kyle Shanahan. So, so I'll say this. I mean, backing up your quarterback and saying it that it's your quarterback's fault or saying that it's everyone else's fault is a very is a very is a thing that happens to any any quarterback that's Which not, I'm not saying that's not Patrick Mahomes, that's not Tom Brady. That's that's not um, Aaron Rodgers. That's not Russell Wilson. That's not Aaron. And even with even with some of those, it's never those quarterbacks' fault because you know those quarterbacks are the elite of the elite. Okay. Now everyone after that, listen. Matt Ryan can't win on his own. We know that. But Matt Ryan is a damn good quarterback. Right. Now the thing is, look where like what the some the Falcons like not the Falcons like sometimes you need to level your expectation that listen. Matt Ryan is never going to have his MVP season again. His MVP season was literally like all the stars aligned. 
I don't, no, I don't disagree with any of this. The only thing that gets to me is that he has proven that he can do it. Mm-hmm. He did, again, when you talk about MVP season, that was a great team. You had, you that was a great team. You had the leading leaguer, the league, league leader in sacks that season that yeah. Matt Ryan had the MVP season. He had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, kind of, I guess, if you think they outscored a punch. No, Regardless, no, no, no. Yeah. he had nothing to do with that. I think now in Atlanta, it's put up or shut up time. You talk about hot seat and you talk about put up or shut up. I'm not saying Matt Ryan can't do it. I'm just saying that he should do it. And like, if, if anybody can prove us wrong, it's him. And it's strictly on him because you can't make excuses five years after five years and be so – you can't Atlanta the Atlanta situation yeah. and not be at fault. And I'm not saying that it's all on him or that he is – I hate to say that he's not elite because if he would have won that Super Bowl – I don't think the last five years even happens the way that it has since yeah. that game. Yeah. Right? I mean, if, if you win that Super Bowl, Dan Quinn is still here. Right. So, exactly. So, you talk about maybe it might be on him. That's all I'm saying. Right? Because he did have great numbers with Sarkeesian. A season where he threw less than 10 interceptions after Kyle Shanahan. That happened with Steve Sarkeesian. So, they just had red zone inefficiency for three offensive coordinators in a row now, and Derek Carter has only been there for two years. Yeah. That's all I got to uh, say. Yeah. I, and we can move on to that. But I, I never liked the Derek Carter hire from the beginning, um, but we can go ahead and move on from yeah, that. Yeah, the only the last thing I'll say is what Aaron Rodgers has said before, because it's going to come up since you guys got to play the Packers again. Aaron Rodgers has said before, you earn your paycheck in the regular season and you make your name in the postseason. Yeah. And all Matt Ryan is right now is a franchise quarterback who's pretty damn good in the regular season. That's all we've seen from him, and that translates to the postseason when you're not that great. So, so anyway. Speaking of Dirk Cutter, you know, uh, speaking of Dirk Cutter, um, Dirk Cutter's former team is actually playing the Falcons this week. Yeah, I forgot um, we even have to talk about yeah. that. So let me talk about it real quick. Um, you know, by the way, instead of Dirk Cutter's former team, maybe we could say a guy named Tom Brady is coming. I don't know if they're coming to town or we're going to town. A, a Thomas, a, one Thomas Brady. Um, Tom Brady is coming to town. Oh, like nice. Christmas, like Santa Claus. Tom Brady is coming to town this weekend. Tom and Brady like, is coming to town. There you go. So He's is Mike Evans and Your secondary and- shit. He's going to throw the ball to Chris Godwin. Tom Brady is coming to town. Rob Gronkowski. What? And I think that's all we have to talk about the game. We can move on forward. No, so. yeah. I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> look – Again, you want to talk about making a name for yourself and and getting the job done. What better way as a quarterback to win against a guy named Tom Brady? Yeah. So I'm just gonna ask one. Qu- I'm just gonna ask one question. Um, do you want the Falcons to win or do you want the Falcons to lose? What? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, do I? I'm torn. I am torn. We've talked about this at length, and we'll talk about this over the next few weeks. I'm torn. A first round, a top 10 draft pick would be great for this mm-hmm. team. It has to be the right pick. You have to hit on the pick. Maybe you could trade Julio Jones and get Jamar Chase. That's an option. That's maybe your best option in the offseason. I think, that's, I think that would be and the even dumbest. That, that would be the dumbest move the Falcons could ever do. So we'll have to do a separate episode about that because you yeah. did advocate for trading Julio Jones a couple of seasons. Yeah, but not ago. for Jamar Chase. Right, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Who, trading Julio is fine. Okay, not for so Jamar then, Chase. All right, so then, yeah, again, now you might have a top 10 pick. Is another offensive weapon the guy you need? Or do you need a guy like Chase Young who can get a fumble return for a touchdown in his rookie season? Because that's what that guy just did. So do I want to lose? No. Do I think that getting a top 10 draft pick is going to fix this franchise? Absolutely not. 
I don't think it will. It's probably better for the Falcons to win so they can get a guy like Travis Etienne in the mid-rounds and or so that the criticism is off Matt Ryan. Like, can he not He can he Listen, not win? Matt Ryan can handle the criticism. I, if, 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 if he, Matt, he can handle it, but can he play up to it and can he exceed expectations? We will find at, out. At this point, we're not going to know about Matt Ryan until next year. That, 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 that's what that's my... The, yeah, next year overall, yeah. but this weekend he can do a great job by beating the guy who stole his soul and still has his livelihood in a guy named Tom Brady yeah, in I'm, your division. He's going to have three opportunities in the next three weeks to play against Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. If you are as good of a quarterback as advertised... Oh, he, he goes Tampa, Kansas, Kansas City, Tampa. and Tampa. Okay. The, Tom Brady is coming to town this weekend, then Matt Ryan's going on the last weekend of the season, and Patrick Mahomes is happening in between that. You have an opportunity to prove yourself as a team, as a franchise, what your worth is. Not only just a quarterback, but everybody on the team. Win one of the next three games and take a top ten pick and be done with it. That's it. Okay. Um, one quick note before we move on to predictions. Um, this week, this weekend, the Cleveland, formerly known as the Indians, came out saying that after, I don't know, 100-whatever years, or maybe it might have been 86 years, after a long, long time, they decided to change their team name um, to go away from being something that was, you know, offensive to Native Americans. And then after that, um, I believe a couple of senators made wrote yeah, a letter so, to the Braves saying that the Braves shouldn't shouldn't change their name. Right. Now, I don't know if the Braves were even considering this, if this was in the process with the Braves or something, but I feel like this coming up is kind of going to force the Braves to f- kind of force the Braves' hand to at least respond or make some type of response to say, hey, we're thinking about changing the name. We're not changing the name. We're speaking with a council to see if we need to change the name. Yeah. So where do you want to start with this? Because Cleveland is changing their name. They that, that's already done. That's Are already they done. taking fan submissions for the name? Do we know that for a I don't time? know. I don't do know. you have a name off the top of your head? For them? I'll have to think of it. It's not as easy as the Washington football team. I think I Cleveland baseball team works great. Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, Washington football team. Cleveland I think baseball Cleveland team. baseball club would work better. I like club. Yeah, I mean whatever. But Cleveland, I think Cleveland baseball team. You know what? You know what I really want? What? Just because I feel like every freaking soccer team does this. I want the Cleveland United baseball club. Cleveland, That's what I want. Cleveland, Cleveland United baseball club. United. Oh my god. Baseball club. I just, I just, it just rolls off the slap. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady is coming to town. We can maybe I'll, I'll try to cut that audio and get it repeated so you guys can listen to that special. <laughs> but um, Cleveland baseball team, I think they're doing it because Washington football team is working, is successful, and people are re- reacting positively to it. So now that somebody else has done it and they know it works, hey, maybe it could work for well, us. Well, the thing is, like, the, the Washington football team's former name was a, was a racial it's a slur. slur. It's yeah. a slur. Yeah. Now, the Cleveland Indians, I don't know – you know, I don't know enough if that's enough to be a slur. It could be a slur. I don't know because, you know. Right. It's tough. I, I, I don't know the culture as well. So I'm not going to say it's a slur. It's not a slur. But it's it's something that people find offensive. Of course. And, and people not, have been asking for yeah. years. You need to change your name. I mean, Please I, do it. I, I've been saying for a while, I believe the Blackhawks are going to change their name to the Hawks very quickly. Sure. It'll be an easy transition. They've been slowly marketing. Like, they've been changing their marketing from the. I'm, I'm happy you bring up marketing. Yeah. 
they, they've been slowly changing their marketing. So like, you know, the, again, I, I feel weird saying this now because I don't know if it's offensive or not, but it's called the Indian head, which is on the logo of the, right. of the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, here and there, they have alternate jerseys, which is an actual hawk. Mm-hmm. Instead of the instead of the Indian head, now they they've already kind of transitioned without transitioning, and soft I, soft a approach. soft transition. And I feel like is this going to be like a a random like random Friday six p.m. headline drop? Not even headline drop, like a midday drop on a Friday. That way you don't dare until Monday anyway, and be like, hey, the Chicago Blackhawks will be now known as the Chicago Hawks. Well, okay. and here's the New Jerseys. So. Question, if you want to answer rhetorical for our listeners, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with it? Does it make sense? I mean, I don't – listen, I don't think it should impact anything of how I feel. I mean, like – So then so then there's nothing wrong with it essentially. Yeah. Well, so, but, but the thing is like the Chicago Blackhawks aren't my favorite team. The Chicago Blackhawks, you know, they, they, I, I watched they are, them. They one of the eight original NFL te- NHL teams. One of the original six, yeah. Yeah, okay, but, six. But, like, it's kind of different, I feel like, with the Atlanta Braves, which is the which is the main topic. The Atlanta Braves are a national team. Like, yes, they're located in Atlanta, but, you know, like Chicago, like the Chicago Cubs, the Atlanta Braves were one of the first teams to have a superstation that broadcasted all across the United States. Right. So UBS equals the Braves station. Yeah. That's what it seems. So right? you 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 see Braves fans all over the United States. You see Cubs fans all over the United States. Mm-hmm. But now you're telling me all these Braves fans all over the United States that you know everywhere that grew up watching Greg Maddox, grew up watching Tom um, Tom Glavin, Smoltz or whatever, and now they're like, oh, my team is no longer the Braves. They're now known as the Atlanta baseball team. Mm-hmm. They're now known as the Atlanta. Well, yeah. So I think whatever. Cleveland. So I think Cleveland baseball team could work. I think they're doing it partially because Washington football team has been successful from a branding and on the field perspective. And low key in the bill, you talk about twenty twenty being a terrible year for sports revenue. Let's change up the merch, baby. Yeah, let's no. get people to buy a shit ton right. of merch. But, but but again, that makes sense for the Cleveland whatever they're going to be called now. Yeah. The, the the main topic I wanted to bring to the table was you're a Braves fan, I believe. Yeah. I think. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I don't know what teams you actually follow, but I believe you're a Braves fan. Hey, listener, please be assured. In the bill, please be assured. I Braves are my number one baseball team okay. without a doubt. Okay, I don't know. You have a Lakers hat somewhere in your house right now. I'm confused. Tom, baseball in the bill. Um, whatever. You're, you have, probably have a Dodgers hat too. If, if I'm, Am I wrong? You are wrong, actually. Okay, cool. But those are my initials, so maybe I should get one. Uh, whatever. There you go. See? Your initials uh, anyway. are AL, not LA. Yeah, but AL, AL, you know, same thing. Uh, whatever. Um, so, as a Braves fan, how would you feel if tomorrow they came out and said the Braves are changing their name? They'll be known as the Atlanta Baseball Club for the 2021 season. I, You know, to your point, about, yes, the Braves are an iconic franchise. When they do something that significant it's gonna matter when they do anything it matters but when they do something that significant it will be a lot bigger headline than cleveland changing its name however in the sense of what you think about doing what's right if it's the right thing to do then do it i don't think that there's any hesitation about that washington redskins sorry washington football team i'm genuinely sorry for them to change the name was the right thing to do they finally did it, and look at how much better it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Their helmets are pretty awesome, and they're playing well. well. I feel like the, I feel like the whole team is a lot better, and I just, yeah. and I feel like Ron Rivera had a lot to do with that. But but it's just the whole your perception of the franchise has changed too. So so that being said, Cleveland doing it is a step in the right direction. The Braves 
hey, if you feel it's the right thing to do, then do it. My thing, give them money. If you're going to use their name, and like I listened to a podcast about this before we were listening to talk so I could be aware truly how bad the situation is for Native American people in America. They don't have money, right? Like they don't have money. They don't have internet to send their kids to schools online during the pandemic. There's so much stuff that's happening with them. So if you're going to use their likeness, just give them money. You are a multi-million dollar franchise. Like Braves, Billions. Cleveland, yeah, Billions. Cleveland baseball team. Though. You are a multi-million dollar franchise. Washington football team. You have, you're the one of the most valuable franchises in all of sports. You have money. If you're going to rip them off like that, at least pay them for it. So you're not ripping them off. Yes, it's not respectful, but money talks. So you got to do one or the other. Do the right thing. That's all I got to say. Give them money. Change your name. Do both. Or at least give them money because you are making money off yeah. them. And, and and like we don't know the full history, so we know the we know the Braves are a, a tribe in Atlanta or in in the area somewhere. So I don't know enough about it to be like, oh, you know, maybe there is stuff going. Yeah, on. Yeah, so Chief Nakaho and whatever. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's that's no, don't say that. That's not a that's not a real chief. That was a made up chief, a mascot. That's a that's a very uh, yeah. Don't yeah. We'll we'll move on. We'll move 6. on. Six point five percent AVV. Yeah, it's we'll weird. move on from that. Do not do not say that. Do not say that. Um, I'm gonna get a history lesson after this. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not a big enough you, Braves fan. You are not anything. apparently. But TBS uh, stands for the Braves station. Yeah. We'll so moving one. on, um, we're gonna move on to predictions. Um, just but just wanted to keep. Yeah. We wanted to say that the, there was a letter written to the Braves about that. But yeah. Kelly Loeffler sent uh, David Perdue yeah. advocating for the Braves to not change their names. It's election season. We talked about well, the we're bill. Not, we're not a political podcast. We're no, we're not. We're not. And, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is, you know, or that it, we're talking about it is because, Nabil, you remember last week I did say that, hey, the Falcons saying we're interested in this guy to be our GM. We're interested in that. It creates a distraction around the franchise, right? And yeah. then. Matt Ryan goes and plays one of the worst games of his career and creates an even bigger distraction around the franchise. But now, as people who are in the realm of politics, to enter your name into the hat unsolicited, you've now made this a political juncture that the Braves do not want to be in. Right, they don't need to be in it. They don't need to be in it. Because be I'll it. tell you one thing, um, and this is, a, this is like a Jordan idea from the GOAT. Republicans go to baseball games. Democrats go to baseball games. What do they say? He, they buy shoes, Re- right? Republicans buy Jordans too, and that and I'm gonna leave the political and thing right there. Predictions, and we're and we and we yeah. Mentioned. Uh okay. Tampa Bay at ATL. Tampa Bay minus six. You know what? I got Atlanta. What? I got it. It's 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 in Atlanta. Or it's in Tampa. It's in Atlanta. Tom Brady is coming to town, my friend. You know what? I got Atlanta winning. I got Atlanta winning. 28-24. What? That's crazy. Okay. Uh 28-24 Falcons. Dude, I I think I think the Falcons will lose this game. Uh and so uh, 28-24. I think the Falcons will lose this game 17 to 28. Um even though they'll probably win because I picked them to lose, but whatever. Uh okay, next game is Bears and Minnesota, Bears minus I mean Vikings minus three. Both of these are one PM games. Yeah. Just, just yeah. So I you know what? I don't want it to happen. I kinda want the Bears to lose, but I think I got the Bears winning. You know, they've been scoring a lot recently. So I got the Bears winning thirty two to twenty four. Get ready for another season of Mitch Trubisky if that keeps happening, my friend. Uh, it's 32 to 24. 32 to 24. Yeah, keep, keep score because, you know, we, we know exactly who is 
winning this predictions race right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get that uh, followed up for y'all ASAP. Okay, I think the bear. I think the Vikings are actually gonna win this game, and I think it. I think it's actually gonna be a blowout. So let's just say like thirty-one to three. Like I, thirty-one I, to three. I, I would love that. I would love that. I, I, that. That would literally flip the wagon from last week's win to fire everybody again because I feel like every week it's a flip flop. Whatever the Bears do. All right, and then there's one more game on the prediction schedule, and then I just want to get your quick thoughts on one game. Maybe we could make a soft prediction. Chiefs at Saints. This is actually pretty. That's good gonna be game. a great game. Uh, Drew Brees may be coming back, I believe. Kansas City minus three. Is this Sunday night? Please tell me this no, is it's Sunday four at four. Four o'clock. Okay. At least I get a four no. o'clock game for this. So this is great. Um, Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. God damn, that's exciting. Who you got? Go. I listen. Patrick Mahomes played the worst game of his career last week. I have the Chiefs winning forty-eight to thirty-four. Forty-eight thirty-four Chiefs. Wow. Okay. So you think Taysom Hill is going to be able to keep up, or whoever? The garbage time. Forty-eight thirty-four Chiefs. Okay. Excuse me. Um, that was disgusting. I know it was. So then, sorry. Um, Chiefs at Saints, Kansas City minus three. I think the Saints are going to win, honestly. I, I, I genuinely do think the Saints will win that game. And I'm going to go with New Orleans. Like, um, I'll just keep it safe. 21-17, cool. New Orleans. Cool. Uh, shout out to Mark Romig, whose voice you will hear during that game. All right. Uh, uh, you, you're we, soft whatever you want to ask, and we're going to wrap it up. Uh, college football championship weekend. Okay. This weekend. Who's your final four? Ooh, ooh. All right, so Bama. Okay. Bama isn't there for sure. So they're, that means they're being Florida Sunday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I got Bama. I got Bama winning. Uh, I got Clemson winning too, so Clemson will be in by default then. Okay. Wow, yeah. again, over your Notre Dame team, huh? Over my Notre Dame team. Uh, Bama. Um, I got OSU winning, so OSU will be in. Over Northwestern. Now, now number four is the hard one. I feel like... Notre Dame could still get in at number four. And I think it'll be between Florida fucked up last week. So LSU, baby. Honestly, who throws a shoe? LSU. You know what? I think it's going to be Notre Dame. I don't know who else is going to get in over Notre Dame. Okay. Well, that that's fair. I was going to say, if the Blackhawks do change the name, they will qualify for Bears, Birds, and Bruce. Thankfully, they already do. There we go. But they will qualify for Bears, Birds, there and Bruce. There we go. So that's probably why they're going to do it. Um, um, what is your four? I mean... You can't change the subject without throwing your yeah, four out so there. Yeah, so let's say uh, Alabama Football Club. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think Alabama – I mean, I would love to see Nick Saban win the season. Honestly, I would. I hope they win the whole thing. Clemson, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, which, I mean, so chalk yeah. for the first three. It's, it's hard not to pick those three. And then what's the big – is it the Big 12 or the Big 12 with 10 teams or whatever? Yeah, I mean – But I'm going to go with Iowa State over Oklahoma – for the Big 12 championship. You, so you think Iowa State's going to make it over Notre Dame? Yeah. What's because I, because What they, is Iowa State ranked? Can you look that up for me real quick? Uh, okay, I can look it up. I just, uh, I'm pretty sure that they're playing Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. Well, which might be true, but what is Iowa State ranked? Uh, I think they're like 7th or something like that. Yeah, they're 7th. Yeah, they're Wait, is that right? Are you sure that's on 17? Yeah, no, they're, they're at 7. Ohio State is top 10. I mean, Iowa State is a top 10 team. Okay. So, that, yeah, that's why I knew I picked that for a reason. So, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Iowa State for me in the final four. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame for Nabil. 
Yeah. At Bears, Birds, and Brews. We went a little over today, but it was deep, good conversation. Check out El Secundo, Steve Austin, Broken Skull IPA. If you don't like it, Austin will come and stun you. What? <laughs>